Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, this is Lyle with the Optimize Profitability Podcast. Today, I'm here with Patricia, and I should have asked Patricia, how do you say your last name? Taker, I just thought of that too. Taker, I know. I was like, okay, I got to make sure I don't mispronounce something here. Okay, Miss Patricia Daker. Um, she's an exciting woman. She's a diabetes coach, and she provides e-course for at-home support for holistic needs of living with chronic illness. So not only is she an entrepreneur, but she's dealing with health issues, and she's a mom of teenagers. So <laughs> she's got lots on her plate, and I'm excited to have you with us. Thank you for spending time with us, for being here. I really appreciate your time. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and actually, especially excited because this morning my internet went out. So yay, it's working. Yay. So um, let me tell you a little bit about my business. Is that our first question? How you guys started in business and what's a tough situation you've overcome in your life that's helped you be stronger as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So I'll tell you a little bit of my backstory. So I, this is my third career. So my first career, um, and I still am a registered nurse. And most of my background was in the emergency department here in Dallas um, at Baylor University Medical Center. And then for a little, almost 17 years, I was in healthcare IT as an executive in software. Um, and then three years ago, I started my own business, kind of a passion business. So I developed type 1 diabetes when I was 26 years old, working in the ER, and we think, you know, you never really know, but we think I got a virus from a patient, which was the trigger, and type 1 is the type where it's an autoimmune, so I don't make insulin at all, and I will require insulin for the rest of my life. So I'll tell you kind of how I got here in a few steps. One, you would think that I was a nurse, and I knew all about diabetes, and I could do all of it perfectly which I did know the how, but I struggled. It just, I didn't want it. I was supposed to be the healthcare provider. I was not supposed to be that other person. It really struggled for a long time. So even though I had the education, that was not enough. So then I kind of jumped into healthcare IT and I started just as a subject matter expert, but quickly rose through the ranks and kind of climbed up corporate America's ladder, learned a lot about change management strategies, um, interpersonal communication, why people make decisions like in a sales cycle. And those strategies were very relevant to how you live your life with diabetes. Fast forward all the way to now, and I've um, that's what my business is about, because what I've learned is there's not a person on the planet today that doesn't know we should eat right, exercise, eat healthy, drink more water, mm-hmm. right? We all just And just because your pancreas fails doesn't mean that all of a sudden you can do that better than anyone else. So although education is a huge part of it, right. it's only part. And this holistic approach is about your mind, your body, your willingness, how you see yourself, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. So that's my business. I work with people on burnout, which is pretty much where you get to when when you have a lifelong chronic illness, there's going to be a day where you're done with it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of it. I want to be normal. And that's normal to get there. Um, And some people stay there longer than others. Is burnout a term that they use in general? Like when somebody had that, do they understand that term? Or is that something that that kind of a clinical inside term? No, it's not clinical at all. It's what people say. I'm just burned out. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick of hate it. And so you could imagine you get burned out in a job you don't like, burned out with a spouse or a coworker, right? So burnout is really about how the person feels. Clinically, what you hear, and I hate this word, is they're non-compliant. Oh, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, that word non-compliant comes off very judgy, right? Like there's some sort of 
expectation that you should be able to do something you may not have the coping skills or just the emotional awareness to work through. Right. And it's never about being bad. Although that's how people get labeled. I certainly have been labeled that way when you don't meet the mark. And it's just impossible to be perfect the rest of your life. Is so, it? Just kidding. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't know that was. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the interesting thing about what's helped me in my career is A, having both perspectives. So I understood the problem from more than just one angle, which was really, really key. And then two... In my nursing world, we did a lot of triage. So I'm going to jump into this entrepreneurial world now. Yes. Um, triage is all about whatever comes your way, you reassess and you respond. So when I was working in the emergency department, it wasn't first come, first serve, right? People come in and you're constantly assessing how people are doing, who needs what next. In software development, we did the same thing. So we might decide we were going to build a certain feature. But then the market changed, something didn't work right. We discovered something new and we're like, hmm, we need to switch. Right. Those skills have been critical for what I do now, um, creating my own business and bringing pretty new services to the marketplace. This isn't like something that's already out there and I'm reinvent, you know, uh, copying somebody else's platform, right. if you will. Mm -hmm. And so COVID, right, what happened right now is a perfect example. Last year in 2019, I spent most of the year in studio developing online e-courses to help people with these skills and insights into burnout. Because for me personally, I, I had to get pretty bad before I really sought help. So I wanted something that people could do at home privately without having to go tell somebody they were struggling, right? It's, and it was an awareness that you can build. Everything that I teach and everything that I coach on really isn't insider hidden knowledge. It's personalizing it for you. And so I spent a year creating this curriculum so people could have it at home. And then we went to market in February. So we had ads, I had people, I have SEO, we had the website, but everything was ready to go. We launched our ads and two weeks later, COVID. So talk about triage, right? We had to go, okay, that's not going to work. That messaging isn't going to you know, resonate. And so what we had to do is rethink our strategy. We had to, you know, that, that key word right now, pivot. And when we pivoted, the things I had to think of are, what do people need? How can I serve, right? How can I serve? And interestingly enough, we're all in isolation and stuck at home, right? And so this course was already on the shelf, ready to go. And B, people with diabetes are at high risk. And as such, one of their best opportunities for health is to be healthier, keep their blood sugars in better control. But at the same time, we're at home, we're binge eating stuff, we're watching right. TV, we're, we're not exercising, we're drinking alcohol. You know, you look at all the risks, everything that you shouldn't be doing, we're doing. And so at a time when you need to be more in control or more vigilant, it's harder. Those are the people I, I wanted to reach out to, right? So we pivoted all of our messaging towards that group of individuals. So let me ask you right quick. You're talking about yeah. triage and triage is a response rather than a reaction. And so how did you, how do you differentiate that? Like when you came to this situation, you had to change your entire plan and your focus was on the audience. What chose you to focus on the audience over focusing on your product? A little bit of just that nursing background in me to some extent. So triage is a French word meaning to sort. Mm -hmm. And you look at the landscape and even in my nursing career, you always had to look at what you had. There were no meetings. You couldn't go have a rally and kind of you know decide what you're going to do in two weeks. You had to understand the lay of the land and what made sense in this moment for right now. So some of that's innate in the way I think, perhaps. But I, I was I always go back to what would I want, right? So if I'm the person who's stuck and struggling, and I did struggle, 
don't want to get off on my story too much, but I had trouble getting insulin. There, there, there have been issues, right? It hasn't been easy. And so what I didn't want was someone telling me I should be doing something better. I wanted someone who understood my struggle and could help me out of it. And so it was, it was again, trying to get inside the head of your customer. And on some, ex- to some extent, I am my customer. Right. Um, but really, what do they need? And, and not trying to serve the world, but to serve these, the small portion of people that could really benefit from what I do, right? So about who benefits and what's the service you offer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you really niche down because of your situation in your life. Do you think that's helped you in your business and how? Yeah, I'm still doing it. So it's, um, I think, again, this morning I was looking at Google Analytics and Facebook Analytics and really trying to understand who are these people, who are the ones that I'm going to connect with the most. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, from an entrepreneur standpoint, it never stopped. That's probably the best lesson I can give to someone today, just because you think you figured it out. Don't rest on those laurels. Keep looking because it's going to shift and change. The world is not static. Um, again, to throw a little nursing metaphor, right? If you look at wave lines on those monitors, you see the life is always up and down. Right. And if life is flat, if that line ever goes flat, that's a bad thing. Yeah, we call that a plateau in business. It's boring. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. and so you expect it and anticipate that and just be willing to change as you need to change. Absolutely. And what's one thing you've done this year that you feel like made you more of a winner in your business? I've done a couple of things besides the pivot. I've had to figure out what opportunities I have. So more webinars. So people are at home, they're stuck, they can't go anywhere. So, you know, pop-up things are probably not going to work. More of an online presence. I've actually started to really work with other influencers. So I'm co-marketing now with a man, his name is Don Muchow, and he is a type 1 diabetic who's an ultra marathoner. Wow. running from Disney to Disney. So he started in February and he runs like 20 to 40 miles a day, something crazy like that. But he and I really align on what it takes to overcome burnout, what it looks like, why we have it. And that it's not just as easy as what they say. There's a lot of inner work you have to do to kind of get yourself to do this hard work. And so finding other influencers that I could collaborate with that could help, I could help them, they could help me. And I think the other thing is um, narrow the focus, right? try to be really good at something for a very specific set of people versus everything for everybody. Right. Yeah. A lot of businesses, you know, everybody wants what I have. Well, you lose the whole opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So in your niche market, you, you niche market to people with diabetes. Do you niche as well as like age groups? Do you have different booklets yeah. for different age groups? Do you have different programs mm-hmm. for different age groups? Yeah. And so again, this that analytics. So looking at Google analytics, looking at my Facebook ads, most of my customers are probably over 45 to 65 and more women than men. Just looking at that dynamic of who's responding to the ads, who's clicking, who's buying, who's interacting. And then if you're going to spend your marketing dollars, let's just focus on these people. Not to say other people wouldn't benefit. My services are available to anyone. Exactly. Right. But you're going to try to get you to the people that that need to hear it the most and that are going to be most receptive to what you offer. Exactly. So somebody who doesn't know what Google Analytics is and how it works, oh. <laughs> explain to them, just not in a big technical foundation, but how did you use that little bit of information? You can get it on Facebook, whatever. How did you use analytics to define how you communicate on your website and with your courses? Um, I don't know if I can answer that in 20 minutes, but I'll try. Oh, okay. <laughs> first of all, it's hard, don't I? <laughs> it's giant. It's so much. It's so in there. So I have it some is. helpers. I have an SEO team um, and I'm learning myself. I'm kind of a numbers geek anyway, so I like that. But A, just easy stuff like who's clicking on your site? How long are they staying there? Are they men? Are they women? What's their age group? Um, 
which things they're clicking on. So not only do I have, you know, all my social media, I have newsletters. And within that, you can see what what snaps people's interest, right? What are they clicking on? What's getting the most response? And then you have to kind of get inside the mind of them. Why were they interested in that? What value did that bring, right? So it's all about value. Trying to think of Google Analytics, other things. Just looking at timing. So you can also see what time people are on your Mm -hmm. site, especially with social media. So that can help you choose when you want to publish something or go live. Let's see what else. And do you get into the other other one thing I think is I would have not thought that people would still be on mobile devices as much as they are, but they are like, I barely do anything now for desktop or, um, you know, it's, it's a small percentage that are on their desktop. Although I'm on my laptop all day, really maximizing for mobile use. And do you get much in the psychographic things? How do you differentiate yourself from somebody else who do, who's talking about diabetes or a, even yeah. a doctor or those kind of things? So, so it's nobody's talking about burnout. So if you think of diabetes, and I have a struggle well, it's with the everybody. stress level. Yeah, right. And everybody's talking about diet and exercise and what to do. And you know, again, we all know we're supposed to exercise. We're supposed to drink water. We're supposed to eat low carb. That's not the problem. It's why don't we? And so trying to not really compete with them because what they do is necessary and good. I just want to offer this different thing. And that's where I I get people going, I've never even heard anybody talk about this, right? Like I've just been, I felt like I was doing a bad job and I was a bad person. And really the truth is you may just not have the coping skills you need, or you may need new perspective, or you may need to figure out how to tap into your motivation differently. Right. Right. And so it's the people that respond to the messaging almost more than do they like diet magazines? Are they, you know, pet people? Right. That part is, has not been, has not borne much fruit. Okay. And do you do stuff like, do you go on forums? Like do you do Quorum, Quora or any of those kind of websites that, mm-hmm. where they're asking questions? I have surveys that I do on my own. So I bought my own survey um, software. Okay. And so I send stuff out um, periodically kind of when, more so to understand what people are needing or what they're seeing from my site. I think that's another thing that we've done is some market feedback. So I've given my course away free in exchange for people to go on my site and answer some questions. Right. So what what that's you smart. think you're putting out there may not be what people are seeing. Exactly. And have you learned from those surveys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been good. And so we, you know, one comment is one comment, but when you hear something a couple of times or there's confusion, right. You know, we've like, man, maybe we need to move that up or reword that or something like that. Okay. So I'm going to pivot for us in the conversation a little bit. I love that word. I'm going to take that word this week. <laughs> That's going to be my word for the week. Um, pivoting into entrepreneurship. You deal with people who are dealing with diabetes. They get burnout because of the same old, same old. They don't see any results. They don't see any ends. So what would you tell an entrepreneur who's going through a burnout situation in their life? I think probably the easiest thing is failure is good, right? So failure teaches you what not to do. The trouble comes when we keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, and we want it to work better than it did, right? So whether it's diabetes or whatever your strategy, whatever your tactic is, um, burnout happens often because we have an expectation we should do something, but we keep trying the same strategies. Perspective, a new set of eyes, um, somebody else to see what you can't see is often helpful. So I think that's why, you know, a lot of networking and mastermind groups are really great because you get a viewpoint that you can't see. Right. And that's kind of what I offer to people too, because they've, they've tried it. Here's the things they think they know how to do. And they didn't even know they had these options, right. right? And these aren't working. So I think it's always getting outside the box and having other viewpoints that see what 
you can't see because you're looking out of your eyes. Right. It's progress over perfection, I think, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, and so for diabetes, there is no perfect perfection at all. So my mantra in my coaching is not about even trying perfection. We try persistence. So if every day we get up and we do our best and we're aware and we're paying attention and, you know, we're playing the game, yeah. that's all we can ask. Kind of like you're... Right, right. It's kind of like baseball, right? You can't hit a home run every day, but you can get up every day, hold your bat, look at the ball, watch the pitcher, right. and make some decisions. Exactly. Right. And entrepreneurship, I was just talking to a young man this week. Um, he's really struggling with stress and anxiety. He's an entrepreneur, and I was like, you got to create habits in your life. You've got to surround yourself with people. You've got to make small progress, little at a time. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, I think people miss the simplicity of that. They're out there trying to do this 10x thing, but you force yourself so far out there that you miss the perspective of where you are right now, where you've come from. Looking yeah. back to where you were a year ago versus where you are now, if you just stop and look at that, that's huge. Yeah. So that, this is so great because there are so many parallels. When I work with someone, you know, if you go to a doctor or, you know, when you, when you get diagnosed, you're like, okay, you're right here. You need to do all these things. So change everything you think about your life, your food, your relationships, your money, right. your job, all that has to change. Well, you're going to snap back. It's never going to happen. Right. And so, but the cool thing is if you look back to the person you were, like you said, a year ago, you've changed. We all change every day. And we change in little tiny incremental ways based on experience. Right. So things that we happen, the fact that we watch this podcast, the fact that you and I talked a long time ago and now I'm here, there's so, all these little things that are lining up that you're probably not even aware of. And there's a little bit of submitting yourself to the process and always being mindful, but not always being um, prescriptive in what the answer is. Great. That's right. Just little tiny changes that go in the direction you want to go. And over time, you'll get closer. And we never, ever get there, right? It always is elusive. It's all, we'll never get there. It's always more, which right. is good, right? Exactly. So if somebody has a family member or maybe themselves are dealing with diabetes and everything, how can they get in touch with you and what can you offer them? Yes, absolutely. So um, social media is great. So I have um, my, the name of my company is betterdiabeteslife.com. Um, and so I'm on Facebook at Better Diabetes Life, um, Instagram at Better Diabetes Life, Twitter at Better Diabetes. I don't tweet as much. Yeah. Facebook, let's see, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, my website has everything. I post a blog, so there's really inspirational stuff. There's stories. I put news bits, things that I see that are interesting to the diabetes community. I publish there. And then my course is online. So that's just on my website. Um, so it's betterdiabeteslife.com slash courses. And you can take those again. It's online. You click and swipe and you're granted access to the information. It's 25 videos that you watch. So you watch a little informational piece and then there's a journal. And the journal is really where all the magic happens. This is my little copy, but it's a really in-depth, detailed workbook where you figure out you. Uh -huh. Right. Because it's your story, your world, your stuff that's out there. I also do one on one coaching. So I've got clients right now that we just Zoom call. And so I can get really personal, really mm -hmm. into their specific issues and helping them one on one. I think that's it. The, the website's probably the best way to yeah, go. Though. Great. Well, thank you, Patricia. And again, her website's betterdiabeteslife.com. You can check that out. Oopsie. Sorry about that. Didn't mean for that to go off. <laughs> Good timing, right? <laughs> Let's go back to that. Her website is Better Diabetes Life. If you are struggling with diabetes or you know someone, point them her direction. 
Um, if you just need somebody to vent with, holler at me or hurry the one. I'm sure if you're an entrepreneur yeah. and you just need to deal with some, you're dealing with stress, just send a letter out to us. I'm sure Patricia would appreciate yeah, absolutely. Uh, knowing that she's impacted you in this little bit of 20 minute segment that we're talking together. You know what? I want to ask one more thing at the very end. I just thought of something. Yeah. So one of the things I'm doing with the course is taking it to corporate wellness programs. That's kind of the next evolution of things. So if there's anyone listening that is um, in corporate wellness, um, this is a great opportunity where we can provide these to companies to provide it for people. One in 10 working people have diabetes. So it's a huge impact to bottom line. Um, If anyone is listening and they have connections with corporate wellness, I would love to have that contact information and see about really helping employers help their employees through some of this. Great. And below the video, whichever platform you're watching this on, there'll be a link to her website. And I guess you have a corporate section on your website that can be pointed to as well. Is that right? It's in progress. We're working on it. <laughs> so there will be maybe by the time they see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is there anything you want to leave us with? No, I just think, um, what do I want to say? Go do great things, right? Just trust in your heart that you're here. You're here for your purpose. Um, and your purpose is never be a sick person. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizeProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.